0: On we is- to a number of people that showed up who I haven't seen in quite a while. So if I miss you, it's because I see your (coughs) ass all the time. And so, but, uh, people like Kirk Fong, Mark Fickett, Serena Lee, uh, Alan Burkett, Carlos Barrios showed up, uh, quite a few people. And a lot of our students, everyone had a great time. At least they looked like they had a great time, uh, usually evidenced by how much of a mess everyone left. Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, the, the mess, the, the cleanup wasn't so wasn't really hard at all. After the party was over, it just took maybe a little less than an hour to throw out the garbage. Following day, maybe less than two hours to clean everything up, put everything back. Um, and then we were ready to go to rock and roll for business day on Monday. So thank you again to all of our students at Hapkidu USA, all of our instructors who helped out, current and old instructors it was great seeing a lot of you guys and i really feel bad i didn't get to like mingle catch up with a lot of people like Mm -hmm. i mean no i absolutely mingled but i mingled like all over the place i didn't uh stay with one person in particular which is so unlike me because you're a flower kind of in part in parties i'm more of just like hey let's you know i'll I'll hang back with a, a handful of people and just go really into the weeds with like getting into their lives and what's going on. Yeah. But in this one, I guess, because I felt like I was also trying to work in a sense of like making sure that everyone's having a good time, making sure everything goes smoothly. I was just like like social butterfly in a way, which is really unlike me and it's fucking exhausting. I don't know how people do it because by the end of the night, when I got home, all I want to do is stare at my ceiling for like the next 12 hours. So if, if some of you guys, yeah, well, you know, I don't even have it. Wish I, If <laughs> I had any energy to do that, I would have, but I didn't because of all that energy was put into socializing. Uh, so like if anybody, anybody showed up to the party and I didn't really get to talk to you as thoroughly as you would have liked, as I would have liked, I apologize for that. Um, I was just trying to cop around, making sure everything was going well. But everything was, and it's all thanks to everybody showing out and supporting. So congratulations. And of course, the biggest thank you to Master Kong for uh, captaining the ship. And so hopefully here's to another, another 20 years of, uh, of all that. So if you guys didn't get to talk to me as much on Saturday, I'll see you in another 20 years. We'll talk to each other at that party.
1: <laughs> at that point, all your younger students are going to be 20-something
0: I'll be teaching their fucking kids, which, which is happening already. I'm teaching like the kids of people that I used to teach when I was like in college. So that's kind of cool. I've I've reached, it is kind of cool. And it's kind of cool to see like everyone build like their lives. And also it's a, a cold dose of water that refreshingly reminds you of how old you're getting and how time doesn't give a shit (laughs) about you. And it's just going to keep on marching. Uh, Wait, how was your weekend?
1: Is good man uh, a lot of people don't know or, or if you didn't know carlo and i had birthdays over the weekend which is great uh um, how was your birthday
0: you get any sex yeah i did uh the nice. friend, with who the <laughs> just kidding. sean's married guys don't get all excited a group of uh, a group
1: of men no, i'm just kidding yeah, um good for you. Uh, my parents took me out to a dinner. My, my kid was sick, so my wife ended up staying with my kid, but went to the Grand Palace. If you guys haven't been there, over here on Grand Avenue in South San Francisco, great Chinese food. And uh, we shared a birthday with some of the other elders in my family, and, uh, including my dad, because he had COVID during his birthday. So we just uh, celebrated all together. And it was great to just be around family and then you know they were giving me gifts. I almost felt like a teenager. I mean, not a teenager, but like a little child again because they were giving me all this liquor. Well, it was liquor, and then it was like little envelopes of money. You know, like well, back hold in on, the day, hold
0: on. They, you felt like a child because yeah. they kept giving you liquor. Well, just what gifts. the hell kind of childhood gifts. did you get? Oh, okay, okay. You know. Oh, so do you mean the gifts they gave you were just like you know? But oh, I mean, one of them was this bootleg uh,
1: Niner's sweater, which is really warm, especially around the cold time. Uh, you could tell it's a bootleg because when I got it. um, the tag spelled thing was, 49ers wrong. No, you can tell by the font. This ain't the fucking look at this shit. This ain't the it's fucking, not the official, this is not the official, logo. <laughs> not the size, not the trim. None of that, none of that dude. So, um,
0: one sleeve is longer than the other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, use it as a comrade or like, you know, wipe my ass it when I take a shit in the street? out somewhere, but, um, it, it felt great just yeah, being around just family. happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great to be around family and uh, shout out to my Only cousin,
0: now? uh, 43, 43 now. Good for you. Good for you, Sean. Enjoy yep. those y- young years of yours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my cousin. She gave me a bottle of whiskey, which, you know, haven't ha- really had whiskey since I'd say my wife's birthday and, uh, okay. that was around August. And now I keep drinking it like towards the end. Of, well, when I got it Friday, I went, Couple of days straight where I was just like, oh, let me just get a little nightcap, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta stop this because was so good. I almost <laughs> what, finished the bottle.
0: What uh, what type of whiskey?
1: To tell you the truth, I'm not fucking sure. It's probably I mean, some, you, you she something she says really you were good.
0: so drunk you couldn't even read the label. You know,
1: that's <laughs> such a fucking funny idea because you know, I just didn't. I was just like, Oh, this shit's fucking great. You know, you usually you
0: saw a, a bottle with brown liquid and oh, it oh, saw man, whiskey and, so you good. and it was her favorite. She, she was
1: like, yo, this is one of my favorite ones. I was like, Dude,
0: it's my totally. favorite. Great. I'm gonna guzzle it and not pay attention to yeah. any <laughs> of the details. Send her a picture, gave me <laughs>
1: send her a picture of it all, half drunk. I was like, Hey, look at this. Took, ah. it, took it too far the last few days. So, I, I've been sober for 2 days
0: good for you hey the you know a victorious journey starts with that first step so oh, congratulations yeah. on your newfound sobriety Sean. thanks man <laughs> how's your weekend though like uh, i know that we'll after the party. the party yeah 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 and and then after that it was just chill the rest of this week has been been pretty cool I, because I got busy. I'm getting ready to go to Japan next week. Dude, I've been uh, busy be kind of running around, taking care of some things. So I haven't been able to do jujitsu this week. And one mm. of the things I was thinking about, like kind of ruminating on, and you know, some of my training partners are listening to this. So they might, you know, vouch me or not vouch me, but maybe agree with what I'm about to say. But I kind of feel like since I became a black belt, which was three years ago, Hmm. two years ago, three years ago, maybe. Lucky. Um, I feel like I've become a little bit more, I don't want to use the word cold, but maybe standoffish as a training partner. And one of the things that happens with me is that when I'm in class as a student, I put my head in a place where it's trying to learn where I'm trying to figure shit out as well. So even though I'm wearing a black belt, I consider myself just a student. I kind of feel like sometimes when people partner with me, they're half expecting to me to coach them through the move as well. When Mm. I'm also trying to figure some shit out. And I think what happens that the other person kind of looks at me and kind of figures like, Oh, this guy's kind of mean. <laughs> like Carlo's not really a very nice training partner. What's going on with me, guys, is that I'm trying to figure out the move, number one. But number two, I am also evaluating whether or not you're the kind of training partner I want to keep doing this move with because you've probably been in classes where sometimes you're partnered up with somebody, you're practicing a move. And that person decides to try to figure out all the different ways for how the move doesn't work. You know what I mean? And they start kind of messing around, like two minutes into the drill, and saying, "Well, why don't I do this? And why don't we let's try this?" And just it's like, dude, it's like how the I shut the fi- fuck up no, for the next fifteen minutes. I just want to fucking practice <laughs> what the professor is showing us so I can understand it and do it right. <laughs> but I think because a lot of times I'm in my head a lot thinking about all these things, making sure I'm doing the move, right. Trying to see if this person I'm partnered with is also going to try to do the move route. Right. I might come off as a little bit cold and standoffish. Uh, so I, and, then, and it's happened since I got my black belt, I've noticed. Uh-oh. And it could be just the way people just kind of look at me thinking that, Oh, he's a black belt. So he should be kind of coaching me through all this and answering all my questions and I would like to be able to do that, except I'm trying to learn this shit too, guys. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't ask me your questions, but if I seem cold or a little quiet when you're partnered with me, it's not, it's not you. Okay. It's me. I was like, it's me. It's me not you, it's trying me. to figure some shit out in my head. And yeah, maybe honestly, I will have those days where I just feel like I just don't want to coach you through the move. <laughs> and I'm just you know, sometimes I'll have days like that, you know, I apologize, but, you know, like some of us are just trying to figure shit out as we go along too.
1: In other words, Carlos saying, shut the fuck up,
0: train. (laughs) Just kidding, guys. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure now this could just be my own, like psychosis, just kind of looking at myself for all I know, people who've partnered with me for the past few years you know, probably haven't noticed any shit like that at all. Maybe they've always thought I was, I was an asshole, even back to when I was a purple belt. <laughs> really? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. No one's ever said anything to me. I know sometimes I could come off as a little bit direct, uh, a little bit, uh, I don't know, how do I say this? Uh, not as diplomatic. diplomatic. What does diplomatic in a, mean? Well, in, in a, in a student, in my student headspace, when I'm taking the class uh, and someone's asking, like, why don't I do this, da da da, da I might say something like, well, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> Spoken like a true black <laughs> But <thought. laughs> as an instructor, you wouldn't say that because yeah. your goal is to bring yeah. everyone along and yeah. lift people up and not... Like kick them down. And believe me, I'm not trying to kick anybody down, but I think what's happening is that sometimes these questions are asked and I'm still trying to figure stuff in my head. It's my psychotic way of trying to tell the world around me to be quiet because I'm still trying to figure it out. So I don't know. (laughs) Or I do know, but I just don't have the energy right now to explain it to you because I want to drill the move. I want to do this move a hundred more times.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're one of those guys that treats each lesson like you got to learn something. That's That's the way I treat each lesson as well. Like I try to absorb as much as I can. And you just don't need that guy next to you saying, what if I do this? What if I do that? What if I fucking what if this happens? It's like, shut the fuck up. Do the damn move.
0: In a sense, I could sympathize with it because when someone's asking that, I don't think they're purposely trying to undermine the lesson. I think everyone is trying to look for that perfect technique or that technique that is as close to 100% effective as possible. Uh, But the problem is like, look, a lot of these techniques have their own time, place and occasion. So you have to give it a chance Mm -hmm. before you sabotage the technique. And so... I have to learn to be more patient with questions like that. But I do have to admit that my automatic response is like you have to give this technique a chance, you know, stop sabotaging the lesson and also more selfishly stop sabotaging my drilling time <laughs> with your question <laughs> about why wouldn't you do it this way? It's like, well, we're doing it this way right now. And I'm trying to get this right, buddy.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I commend you, my man. You're a great black So girl. anyway, any any of my training partners that are listening to this, okay. I'm not saying don't ask me any questions, but I'm just, again, don't just want to highlight that. If, <laughs> If It seems like I'm quiet or I'm cold. It's not you. I'm just trying to figure some things out. And as soon as I really have a handle on the technique, I promise I will let you in and bring you along. But just it's I'm not trying to keep anything from you. It's just like I'm trying to figure things out in my head. And maybe I'm being a little bit short when it when it's going on. You sound
1: like an an (laughs) ex-boyfriend.
0: How many have you had that you would know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man but in other frustrating stuff Hey, I mean, do you hear about that um, that uh, Rampage Jackson you know ex-MMA fighter is apparently a flat earther
1: oh I saw I heard the segment on um on the no no, no it was yeah I don't
0: know oh. if he, he's a flat earther in a sense of like no, he, no. he, he uh, what do you call it like Um goes to bat for it, but it just seems like it's like lazy thinking where he's just like, yeah, sure, the the Earth's flat. Yeah. And what the harm is? What's the harm in that? The harm is is that you're normalizing ignorance. (laughs) So, fucking read a book, Rampage, please. Yeah,
1: I think it was the context was that something in the Bible. You know, I'm not a very religious person, like by any means. So don't don't take any of this to heart. But I think what he was saying was, uh, people are getting, you know, like. Chastised for thinking the flat uh, the Earth is flat when it says something like that in the Bible or of some sort. So I'm not I'm not sure if that any of that's true. But yeah, but I can so see you how people out that the,
0: the Bible also points out like it describes four corners of the Earth. The Bible. So yeah. what are you saying? The Bible also suggests that the, the Earth is square. <laughs> yeah, so People yeah, take yeah, this yeah. shit it's, super literally. It just yeah. it's disappointing. I will just say that you get a platform and you uh, highlight something that's like clearly wrong and just, uh, it just normalizes, um, ignorance. Yeah. I'll just say that. I know. I just feel bad for rampage. Hopefully he's getting other things going on in his life that are just more positive for him. Yeah.
1: That's Earth stuff is kind of like that. That's beyond anything that it's, I can
0: think yeah, of. Yeah. It, it's hilarious. Um, yeah. Oh, hey, your boy, Ryan Garcia, apparently is in negotiations with Devin Haney for a fight in the beginning stages. Um, Whoa. Which is kind of, now we're talking boxing folks, which is kind of, I mean, disappointing in the sense of like, that's not really who you, if you're a boxing fan, you don't really want Devin Haney to fight that guy. Although maybe that's where he feels the easier money might be, even though I don't think that's where the bigger money is, to be quite honest.
1: Where do you think it's going to, where, where do you think the the money would be?
0: Tank. Oh, that's true. So, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I just, just my opinion, you know, a lot of weird things going on with that.
1: That'd be a really good fight though. I think I'd, I'd, I'd watch that fight. With uh,
0: Haney and Garcia?
1: Yeah, I'd stream that fight.
0: (laughs) I'd watch that fight. I'd watch it and make sure I didn't pay a dime for it. Yeah, no, you know.
1: Dude. Did you see, uh, did you happen to see the Karate Combat?
0: I, I haven't watched it. Uh, it's pretty, but it's however, pretty exciting. It's exciting. Um, but one of my friends, uh, I won't put them on blast here, but they Why said not? that whoever's idea was to let uh, George Rush St. Pierre do commentary should it's be terrible. stomped out because apparently he's it's not terrible. great at mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think one of the business moves at Karate Combat made was to call in gsp to draw in the mma crowd oh, totally to get eyeballs onto onto their product i don't know if it's going to be successful in the long run but maybe it's one of those things too where if george just does it more and more he'll get better at it because i remember when john Annick first started as the play-by-play guy for the ufc he was fucking awful yeah he was fucking awful that first six months um no passion but now, but now he's the but, best now he's now he's very good now and now he's he's one of the best yeah so maybe it's just and also again look English is Georgia's second language so you're asking him to qualify it in his second language maybe that has something to do with it so maybe give it a little bit of time
1: I mean uh, with 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 that being said I feel like they have something that they're as far as like content you know with karate combat because they do show their fights. Uh, after the fact on YouTube, which is great because you don't really have to search mm-hmm. too hard for it. But mm-hmm. you know the the cool thing about it is they have like a square and it has like this tilted wall, so like ground and pound can actually come kind of easy sometimes because their heads are kind of propped up when they're on their back over there. Yeah, the and,
0: wall is slanted yeah. up. If you guys, I mean, it's, it's it's like someone's been put into a pit. Yeah. You know, and the walls have have a slope to it. Yeah. Um, you could even run up the walls to escape and. Do jump kicks off yeah, of them. It's they, pretty they, cool. Uh, they encourage that. Uh, it's super exciting. You know. You know. Speaking of other combat sports, I we mentioned last week that the California State Athletic Commission recently recently sanctioned bare knuckle fighting, bare knuckle boxing, um, and power slap. <laughs> and, and by the way, if you go on the UFC's uh, homepage, the first ad you see is for their fucking power slap thing way to go guys uh, remember I think it's a sign you know the California State Athletic Commission must be really thirsty to put on bigger events uh, in in order for them to and uh, to sanction these two things but let me ask you uh you give it you get a million dollars okay what would you rather do what would you rather compete in six rounds bare knuckle boxing or do a power slap match. I don't know how what's involved in a power slap match. I have so little interest in it. I haven't even looked at the rules. Oh, but man. what would you rather do?
1: I'll do the bare knuckle boxing.
0: Yeah, because at least you're allowed to defend yourself. Yeah, for Jesus. sure.
1: I mean, if yeah, you look no, at, some I, of I the, agree with you on that. If you look at some of the athletes, if you want to call them athletes for power slap, there's people. I with- mean,
0: it's I I will you know what I will call them athletes because it does take athleticism. Mm-hmm. It's still dumb. Yeah. Still so dumb.
1: But if you look at some of those guys, there's some people with like buff one arms. They got some of them are, you know, massively overweight. Some of them are real skimp, but they just have a huge hand for some fucking reason. And then, you know, they have to put like cotton balls in their ears or something like
0: that. That be some shit that, like, for some fucking reason, there's no justice in this world and power slap actually becomes a thing. So then people start creating medical procedures to add size and density to their hands, their, power, yes. their slap hand yeah. and just start like, <laughs> they put Botox in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, uh, dude, oh, dude, oh, I'd rather just is, inject is, it oh, into God, my dick. This, God, look, I don't, I don't want people to become unemployed, but I really hope that this shit does not succeed in the long run. It's so dumb. Wouldn't so you rather just
1: dumb. inject your penis with Botox and then start an OnlyFans?
0: Make Bro, I wouldn't money. want to touch. I don't want to inject <laughs> anything. Into, you want you, the first thing you thinking of is putting a needle into your penis with anything. I mean, uh, if, if girls, people, could, get, that shit, girls could, could get, girls could get boobs. Wrong.
1: You know, what about guys? There's got to be a way. I'm pretty sure like, guys could get shaft. boobs.
0: Oh wait, you're talking about dicks. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where did
1: this conversation go? Anyway, yeah, so we were talking well, about the uh, one who brought to to the crotch. Did you get to catch yeah, the fights over the weekend?
0: Yeah, we were, I'm not going to say who, but they were able to stream it and we watched uh, the main card at the party. It was a good time. So thank you, you guys. You know who you are. Thank you. Um, uh, UFC 296, headlined by the Walter Waite title fight between defending champion Leon Edwards versus a challenger. Colby Covington, Leon Edwards takes a unanimous decision victory defending his Belt in pretty Strategically dominant fashion I like the way Leon Edwards went Out and tried to control the center Of the cage usually a lot of people are backing Up against Colby Because he puts on a lot of pressure And I'm wondering if The inactivity by Colby um, For the past couple of years Contributed to the fact that he Wasn't as forward pressing as he usually Is in his past fights
1: You know I also thought that you know, possibly there was an injury during the camp. He was looking, he was looking a little bit flabby for my taste. He had love handles and um, wasn't really putting on the pace. So that leads me to believe that there's, there was either like an injury or like father time has caught up to him where he's not the I mean, same he's 35 guy.
0: now, right? Is he yeah. 35?
1: I mean, to be honest, like he was never a knockout artist or he was never, you know, super duper explosive, but. His pace and his pressure were what got him to the dance, you know, and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he didn't show any of that stuff, which, uh, you know, you can't fault him entirely for that because Leon Edwards just had a great game plan. There was a point where Mm -hmm. Leon Edwards was out grappling Colby Covington. And that's another red flag
0: on Covington. That's That's a huge red flag,
1: huge red flag. And to be honest, man, Leon Edwards looked really complete. That night, and I was really impressed because for him to go for some of those chokes and some, the inverted triangle, he really had Colby in trouble with that. Um, I think it was like a modified guillotine, was a guillotine, a rear naked choke, mm-hmm. or something like
0: that. No. Uh- <laughs>
1: It was like a rear naked choker of, of some sort. I, I forget. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember that. It was and a ninja choke. Were, it
1: was a ninja choke or something.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, all, I, I what was I calling it? And when I was, and I saw it, I was yelling like Norm arm Darce. It was, like it looked like a norm. You're, you're calling you, it I think, out? I think, I think, I think your term is more correct yeah. than ninja choke. I think, I think that's more correct, but yeah, I saw that. And that, that was super impressive. Him having the confidence to go for that. And also like, there was a couple of times where Leon Edwards was on the bottom and he was able to get back up to his feet. Colby failing to control his hips, failing to keep his weight on top, failing to keep him yeah. down. Yeah. Exactly. So, Leon Edwards showing some pretty uh, comprehensive mixed martial arts skills. Who do you think is next in line for that title?
1: You know, they had Bilal Muhammad weigh in as an alternate. So, okay, you know, all fingers point to Bilal, but you know, the UFC, man, like they're going to right. do something fucked up. And there were talks of like Shafkot possibly jump like in jumping the, queue. the line and Gilbert you know, there's, Burns, there's, there's any, any
0: chance for Gilbert Burns.
1: I or? don't know. I don't know about Gilbert Burns because he's, you know, I don't know if he's even unreliable. coming off a win or if he's mm. you know, ready to go at this point, but Shafcott I would, for some reason for me, I would rather see Shafcott fight, but It'd be fucked up to Bilal because Bilal's been waiting and he's actually earned the spot by some of the yeah. wins that he's had. So um bring him on, man. Like I I honestly wouldn't mind seeing both, but I think the one that will sell because if you think about the kind of response that Shawcott had during that fight, I mean during that fight card, I think he's got I think before, even before the fight, he's already hit over like a thousand, I think it was like a million followers because he's part of a, is it Kazakhstan? I think he's the first Kazakhstan fighter. Um, mm, that's right. In the UFC. And, you know, they, they freaking, I heard they broke Laura Sanko's uh, Instagram or something like that. Like they were just posting all these uh, Kazakh flags on there to the point where her comment section was in like the 20 of thousands or something like that which was crazy. And uh, we'll talk about Shafkat in a minute.
0: There should be a question as how
1: many of those are bots though. I know, right? (laughs) How many, how many did he hire? But uh, for Leon, I think Leon, uh, I think he has a harder time with Shafkat and I think Bilal, I think he he finishes Bilal, but I think if Shafkat gets the fight, I think Shafkat's your, your, your next Mm -hmm.
0: champ. Is Colby Covington gatekeeper for the rest of his career?
1: Well, I think he, he kind of tarnished his, his career. I think during this fight, he went pretty dirty during the press conference. I'm sure all of you have seen it. And I think that's also why a lot of people tuned in, but for him to, to be in the fight and having a pro Colby crowd turn against him at the end, that's not a good look. And then towards the end, uh, towards the end with the press conference instead of kind of taking it on the chin and and you know saying i was beaten or i got outclassed or whatever he he you know he was saying that he won 3-4 and 5 and he's calling uh Stephen thompson's dad i mean Stephen thompson a pedophile and just you know he's just trying to continue the the character and did you see in in the footage when, uh during the um the fa- the final face off after the weigh ins he was saying to uh, Leon Edwards, because Leon Edwards was fucked up about what he said about his, what yeah, Colby said about very his dad. Emotional. Very and, emotional, And uh, there was a lot of like headlines about that. And um, Colby, when they got face to face, he was, you know, all he was saying was, I was in character. I was in character.
0: Yeah, so it's yeah. Like, it's it's, that's it's, it's fucking, trash. That's it's fucking absolute trash. fucked up, I mean, man. If you carry a character that far, you're still a trash human being. I'm
1: yeah. Not, and so. then- Donald Trump ends up leaving like pretty early
0: during the speech. (laughs) He's like, fuck "Fuck this guy, dude. (laughs) Fuck him too. Yeah. But I mean. (laughs) Fuck both of them. Uh, (laughs) What do you think about the co-main event, that flyweight title fight? Uh, Alexandre Pantoja takes a unanimous decision win in defending his flyweight title against Brandon Royval. Uh, Brandon Royval listed as number two at flyweight, but I kind of feel like. He just wasn't ready for this for this level of competition.
1: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because you know he's our Filipino brother too. So I was really <laughs> rooting for him, but I think we called it uh, correct. Both of us, we we took Pantolija to win, and I think I said finish. Like by his jujitsu, but Brandon Royval was actually pretty, he was pretty tough on the, on, on the floor. Like he was pretty much, I think it was like 15 minutes of ground control time. I'm not sure if that's a correct statement, but. By
0: Pantoja. Yeah. And like yeah, he was constantly threatening, but yeah. so much so that he did look a little bit gassed in the fifth round. I mean, what, why, why not? Royval you know, couldn't uh, capitalize.
1: You know, when Royval was actually listening to his coach and and picking his shots and starting to strike a little bit more towards the end of the fight he was starting to land up a bunch more and then he ended up getting taken down but I believe that you know Roival will probably be a lot better from this fight and you know maybe even make another run for it but you know there's Mm -hmm. he's going to drop pretty far in the queue and uh, there's a lot more people that are trying to get the title fight so Pantoja (laughs) probably one of the better uh, flyweights that have that has held the belt. So I'm, I'm thinking he's probably going to hold it for a while.
0: So you think something like this, a performance like this by Roy Val isn't going to necessarily ruin him, but Mike might, might actually push him to another level. I think
1: so because he showed a lot of signs of championship material, but like you said, it looked like he just wasn't in, you know, like ready for it, but he's, he's fought really good opposition and he's, shown that he's been able to finish people and he's even finished some Russian people which is kind of crazy too but um, Brandon Moreno and I think El, who's he fighting? I think he's fighting Bazzi next so whoever wins out of those two probably gets the shot and you know that sets up another fight for Moreno and, and Pantoja should uh, Moreno lose that fight and he was, he also even waited as the alternate so uh, that shows you a little bit of what the UFC is looking for. And, you know, Mexico is a huge um, market and I'm sure they're going to be pushing for that. And who knows what happens later on? Maybe they might have a fight in Brazil. It could be huge, but that'd be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about the dude, Shavkat Rachmanov submitting the never been submitted before Stephen Thompson. I want to hear your, your emphasis on this because what I saw was I saw Stephen Thompson, even in that first round, I I almost think that Steven Thompson won that first round because he was pretty He looked good. good. Yeah, he was pretty good keeping Rakhmanov off of him and defending takedowns and then using that front leg sidekick and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But then once Shafcott was able to uh get a hold of one of those legs and get a single, he transitions to doubles and he's yeah. on his back.
0: Yeah, what happened too is that when he held on to that single, he's holding on a long time and then I feel like Steven Thompson did this kind of little jump knee to try to be kind of athletic. But, he, yeah. but when he did that, when Shafkot still had his leg, that's what kind of gave his weight to yeah. yeah. that allowed him to finish that takedown. And then from there, he worked, worked all the way to get to the submission. Um, again, you know, 40 years old versus 29 years old, Steven Thompson still trying to be at this high level. It's, it's a tough ask tough ask as a fellow old guy definitely rooting for steven thompson but yeah it it was a a tough ask
1: you know i would say that steven thompson can probably compete with still with the top 10 uh, i think maybe a fight against say like sean brady uh, maybe even uh colby covington that would be actually a pretty good fight that the trash talk would probably be crazy you
0: know you know you know Stephen Thomas like such like one of the nicer guys in MMA. <laughs> yeah. Like doesn't really talk trash, but he's he's pretty funny. Oh yeah, funny in his, in his kind of good old boy uh, persona. So like the build up to that, if Stephen Thompson were to be matched against Colby Cummington would be would be interesting to see. I would like to call it like a a loser retires. <laughs> I, I, I would say loser fucking retires like and goes away. Yeah, match and that would be rooting for Stephen Thompson so fucking hard yeah. for that one. For Shafkot so though it, but for Shafka. So yeah for Shafkart, does he yeah. you know you were talking earlier about him possibly jumping the queue to fight Leon Edwards and hypothetically without going too deep into it who would you have in that matchup?
1: I mean 18-0, 18 finishes uh, I would take Shafkot any day. I think they, the perfect scenario would be you get Leon Edwards and Shafcott. you do it in the UK, you put Tom Aspinall maybe on the on the undercard or Patty on the undercard and then, or on the main card, then you put like Molly McCann, you know, you just stack it crazy with some European talent. Uh, Shafcott, you know, he came in here apparently with a torn ligament in one of his ankles. So for him to be able to, you know, stick to the game plan and finish the never been uh, submitted Thompson. I think it's pretty remarkable. Imagine him with, uh, you know, a hundred percent health and, uh, zero injuries. Uh, and I think he becomes a new, uh, welterweight champion.
0: Probably within 2024. That's, I think that's so. really possible. Yeah. So Patty Pimlet takes a three round decision in his fight against Tony Ferguson. <laughs> Tony uh, Ferguson dude. did not look great. Uh, And honestly, even in his win, I don't think Patty Pimlet didn't even look that great. No. At least to my eyes. Uh, Tony does not look, he's on a seven fight losing streak. Doesn't look like he wants to retire anytime soon. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know what's next really for for Tony, what you do with him at lightweight. Um, And honestly, with the way that looked, I'm not even sure what you really do with Patty Pimblett.
1: Well, with Tony, he didn't look terrible. There were a little bit of shades of the old Tony, but uh, he did look slow. His striking was off. Like, he got pretty much rocked and dropped Patty uh kept his chin up a little too high for my liking but it you know the the performance that Patty had you know he looked a lot more serious than he uh he did back when he first started you know there was a lot of people that you know gave him shit for for winning that fight against Jared Gordon because everyone thought that he lost but it looks like he put in the work to kind of improve himself and said fuck the antics let's get serious about the career and went in there and you know his striking was actually still pretty good especially against Tony Ferguson I know that Tony still you know, long in a tooth or whatnot, but uh, Patty was able to take him down and, and negate some of the uh, submissions that he was throwing up. And if this was Tony Ferguson six years ago throwing up triangles and you know getting a darts from the bottom, I think he he finishes Patty Pimblett, but I think Patty, you know, this was kind of a perfectly tailored fight for patty uh he's giving him a
0: broken down lightweight
1: oh yeah i mean you have to have a legend i mean i don't know if tony is a legend but you have to have a legend
0: hey don't hey don't backtrack now you were calling him a legend last week and i i pushed back on you about that
1: (laughs) again he interim champ you know, probably should have been champ like way before. Like he was, you know, he was innovative. He was the first one using fucking rubber guard back in All the right, day. Let me ask you like something that.
0: then. If he, if he were to retire right now, is he in the Hall of Fame?
1: I think I asked this question. I'd say
0: yes, dude. I think you're out of your mind. Only you're because he's out of your mind, bro. <laughs> it was
1: almost like it was almost like he's one of those boxers that have that has had a lot of tough fights and a lot of fights against other legends. That are that are now legends, but you know they were all kind of on the same level before. He beat a lot of guys. I think he could be in the Hall of
0: Fame. Uh, I don't, okay. Maybe you know, maybe I'm a victim of recency bias because I'm just remembering the last seven losses, and maybe True. I'm forgetting all the good times. So let, when he does retire, let's re- revisit this. Let's yeah, let's do that. And maybe I'll I'll fucking eat my
1: words. <laughs> why does he? Why doesn't he move up to welterweight and he fights? Uh,
0: Steven Thompson. Oh, he would be then. tiny for Walter Weight, though, wouldn't he? He would. I feel like Tony would be. Th- I mean, he's lanky and stuff, but I just don't think, think his body would fill out into Walter Weight. Well, remember, he uh, fought. Didn't he fight Nate Diaz at Walter Weight? I, I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that. But that was when. Yeah, but N- Nate when, Diaz is not a natural Walter Weight either.
1: <laughs> Nate Diaz was also at Karate Combat, which was like, how much did they pay him to be there, right?
0: Hey, you know, get the eyes as much as you want. So. <laughs> Uh, dude, what about the, the next fight
1: with uh, Josh Emmett versus Bryce Flat Earth Mitchell?
0: Yeah, Josh Emmett with a the, with the knockout in the first round on J- Bryce Mitchell, just the walk away knockout. It's one of those things where you hit the dude and then you just walk away because you already know he's out. And Bryce Mitchell started seizing, like he had a seizure, a seizure in him. the cage. Like his left leg was shaking like Daniel Cormier, who was one of the color commentators that night was like freaking out. He was like, look, look at his left leg. Look at his left leg. It's just it's one of those things that does happen sometimes with uh, post-traumatic brain injuries uh, where the body sees up, the neuron starts firing, muscles start to tighten. So you get this seizure kind of motion. Um, So, yeah, super impressive by Josh Emmett, just kind of walking away.
1: You know, Bryce Mitchell was looking like he wanted to keep his distance most of the fight. And, you know, unfortunately, he got caught with probably like the biggest punch with like a full force, almost like a fucking car crash. And it didn't help how he fell on his face, too. It probably added. No, to the no.
0: Out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sometimes Dude. you feel like the impact on the ground is what hurts more. Up. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't say so in this case because I've Josh f- fucking hit hard. Yeah. But definitely hitting the the mat face first. Doesn't help. Uh no, does not fucking help. Yeah. Hey, how about in the prelims, former Bantamweight champion Cody Garbrandt getting that KO in the first round against Brian Kelleher Dude. with that uh, kind of that kind of a kind of a right hand that they didn't even look that explosive, but they just put Kelleher out. I was just like, wow, I guess Cody still got it.
1: Well, Cody also had some success earlier in the fight as well, even though it only lasted like a few minutes. But I think there was even a head kick that he landed. And mm-hmm. you know, it was, and Brian was already cut at that point. So Cody Garbrandt, you know, I saw that he was working with Alex Perez and some of the guys. I don't know what gym they're they're with at this point, but it seems to look like it's working. And Cody ended up calling out... Gosh, who does he call out at the end? Fuck,
0: man. Oh, well, uh, he called Figueredo. Called out Davison Figueredo. Yeah, Figueredo. Davis, that would I be that, a fucking good fight. That would be interesting. I think yeah. that would be super interesting if Davison, you know, fights Cody, a former bantamweight champ, and he does champ, super well. Champ versus champ, man. Yeah. I mean, just, just, I mean, and, you know, again, it's also good marketing for Cody because then he's, he's fighting someone with a name. Yeah in totally. bantamweight and so it's good for his career
1: could be uh, the resurgence man what about that are Aldana uh carol rosa fight that one uh fight of the night though man that was wild that was wild yeah they were kind of unrecognized it almost looked like they had a burn bar- uh, like a bare knuckle fight because their faces yeah. were both so fucked
0: up dude how about my girl ariana lipski timepiece oh, uh, with fight. the arm bar like, on casey o'neill basically just ripping that arm up. Ariya Lipsky also has um, an arm uh, knee bar submission to her record where she ripped yep. that girl's uh, knee up <laughs> in the saw past. That. So I'm sorry. What?
1: No, I saw that. That was a good. Yeah. That was a good submission, too.
0: Yeah. So like Lipsky, apparently just don't give her any of your limbs, man. She tries to take that shit home. She, so she also got a performance of the night bonus for that performance. Performance of the night performance for that performance what the fuck carlo it's <laughs> performance or light performance? Guys, I'm, getting, I'm getting tired let's let's go <laughs> i'm dude. getting fucking tired hey are talk on, about your homeboy andre silly
1: done. oh dude happy for that guy man found out he was samoan i didn't know that he, he nope, finally he came out said he was samoan um also repping the bay area too man but he, he looked he looked pretty damn good i mean i don't know when the last time he had a uh a knockout but yeah good for him Lucas Almeida classic. also losing phew, I think that's like his second or third in a
0: row Is that his third in a row? Something like that. <laughs> that's hard. Maybe second. Well, hey, um, you know maybe he's following the uh Tony Ferguson plan lose seven in a row and they'll Second in a row. row. Sorry. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh god, very sad, very sad. So anyway, that they y'all that was UFC 296 so some pretty good action that night, I think. Before we talk a little bit about one Friday fights, uh, 45 from that past weekend, in the crowd, one of the big news things that happened was uh, uh, Duplacis was seated a couple of rows behind Sean Strickland. (laughs) Good Lord. Sean Strickland turned around, they had some words, and then he stepped over and they got into a brawl. Now, it looked terrible, on TV, but now you know I'm reading some things. I'm not big on conspiracy theories, you know. It's like, and even you know, Dana White admitted that he says he fucked up seating them next to each other because he's the one who's in charge of a lot of ringside seats for uh, special guests. Yeah, some people are saying there was a work. Nah. Some people looked at nah. it and thought, like you know, Sean Strickland looked like he was throwing pro wrestling style punches. Kind of. And if you're Dana White, why would you purposely? seat those two near each other knowing how much how much heat there is going on there what do you think sean is it a, I mean, was it a work was that really, really spontaneous brawl that's broke out what are you thinking
1: i don't think i don't think it was a work i think you know them uh sitting next to each other that i mean who knows how harmless that really there was, was.
0: A true, you think it was like a true fuck up by dana white
1: i don't think it was a true fuck up i just think you think they he was wanted... hoping
0: something happened uh, probably, to help sell the probably,
1: fight? Probably, for sure. I, I, especially like being close to each other and the, the camera is easy. You could just go on Sean, then you can go on to a
0: uh, So in that his. way it's a
1: work. Oh yeah. But then okay. I don't think they knew that that was going to happen. Did you hear uh, that um, Gilbert Burns' wife, Bruna, was right there? And then at least Sean Strickland had the decency to be like, hey- Cause I think, oh, yeah. um,
0: move, please move. Can you please move? move? Little and little then his, and his then kids jumped were over there too. to try to punch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least
1: he had the decency to move the kids. Cause when I saw the video initially, <laughs> I was like, Oh shit, there goes Gilbert Burns kids. And I actually thought they were freaking someone else's kids, but man, that that must've been cool. And then Craig Jones was right there too, which was pretty funny. And, oh, uh, was he? Oh, yeah. Okay. He was right next to him. He was actually right next to Strickland and then Volkanovsky was right next to Craig Jones. And uh, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's funny when suck. you look into the, to the, you know, the fighter seating or you're like, oh, there goes so-and-so. Oh, there goes so-and-so. One yeah, person you can't mistake is fucking Uriah Favor.
0: All oh, right, right. The ch- it's the, it's the, chin, double, the chin, the thing, that yeah. split chin thing he's got. Uh, I don't know. It just, I always feel like, ah, uh, okay. MMA, always keeping it classy and trashy it at, at the 100. same time. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. But in any case, uh, also last weekend, there was one Friday fights, uh, real quick, mostly Muay Thai. Uh, a couple of MMA fights. If you want to he- hear this week's episode of Carlo <laughs> pronounces names oh, from other man. countries yeah, uh, um, from Azerbaijan, there was Suleiman Suleimanov versus Kyrgyzstan's Nursultan Toktorov. Woo! I'm getting Ooh. pretty good at this. Um, uh, Suleiman wins by submission in round two and uh and that's it i mean pretty much i'm getting too good at some of these names man uh this weekend coming up on uh on one championship is one friday fights 46 that's gonna be a fucking
1: scrap
0: headlined by a featherweight muay thai world championship between super and Tawan chai real fast sean like who who do you got for that
1: you know, I think Taiwan Chai is the new blood of Muay Thai. You know, superbon has been around longer, I'd say. And uh, I think uh, it is Muay Thai. It's not kickboxing. So uh, I think Taiwan Chai takes it. I think he, I think he even finishes it.
0: Do, do you think it's what, what's the key to it? Because to me, in my head, I'm thinking it's like it's speed versus power. Agreed. Like it's Taiwan Chai speed versus Superbon's power. Mm-hmm. To put it really simple.
1: Yeah, I think timer try is just gonna to be too fast. Uh and I think Superman's just gonna to take too long to to come back and counter. I think uh timer try is gonna be the aggressor. I say he walks him down and uh catches him with something evil, like evil.
0: Evil. Yeah. Evil, okay. Hey, also on this card you got Nong O oh versus Nico Carrillo. you really? got uh Fet Kija versus Anisa Mexin. Dude, Anissa that's Mekson. gonna be a good
1: fucking fire. Um, no, it's kickboxing the, though.
0: Yeah, this is a man. kickboxing. It's for the interim ant atom weight championship, Strawweight Muay Thai World Championship between uh Joseph Lassiri defending his title against Prajan Chai, PK Sanchai. Uh so, I like that dude. Man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good one right here. So make sure you uh watch it on um however you stream illegal. I mean, uh, however <laughs> you pay for your, uh, your, uh, um, I mean, this is going to be on YouTube. Combat no? sports stuff. It, I, I thought so.
1: Yeah. But, I mean. It doesn't say it's on or anything. A hey, shout out to river Daz. He's a Australian born Filipino dude. I don't know if he's any good though. I'm not, I saw some of his face. He's all right.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, also this weekend, um, there's a couple of, uh, Well, not this week. Well, one big fight. It's a heavyweight boxing fight. Oh yeah. Anthony, Anthony, Joshua versus Otto Wallen. This is going to be in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. it's going to be happening on Saturday the 23rd. And then next Tuesday after Christmas, while I'm in Japan, there's going to be a boxing fight in Japan, undisputed bantamweight title between Naoya Inoue versus Marlon Tapales. If you guys have never seen Inoue fight, uh, fucking heavy hitter as a bantamweight in boxing. This is going to be actually at the Ariake Arena in Tokyo, Japan. I had a mind to maybe check this out, but I'm only going to Japan to do shit that I can only do in Japan. I could watch boxing anywhere. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> gotta go to a massage parlor. So let's check that out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no big <laughs> grappling events that I know of happening uh, this weekend, Sean, unless uh, you, know, you know of any underground uh, pajama wrestling. Where's where the no-gi? Grappling uh, that's happening. Anything is there anything happening? happening?
1: I don't no. think so, man. It's Christmas weekend and, uh, ish.
0: Yeah. 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 So, so it's like, I don't think anyone's that, doing anything. Yeah. Everyone's taking care of that stuff. Uh, <sighs> I'm getting ready to go to Japan. I'll be leaving on, Oh, uh, I don't want to be too specific right now. I want to be like on the down low about it. So y'all aren't like stalking me, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'll be gone for, uh, to Japan for about eight days, uh, but I'll be leave? back for the new year, uh, this week.
1: Nice. <laughs> we're all gonna we're all gonna wait for you at the airport. We're like, hey, yeah, is that is is that guy? that guy. Is it? It's not this weekend, though, right? This week. Is it this weekend? <laughs> this week. Oh shit. Well, are you gonna stay local for Christmas?
0: Nope. I'm gonna be in Japan for. I'm going to be in Japan nice. for Christmas and uh New Year's. Dude,
1: that's going to be exciting, man.
0: I yeah, you know, I don't I think this is the first time I've been out of the country for Christmas over the winter holiday. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I'm I'm excited to see how this don't, goes. do hey,
1: do me fair. Don't tattoo your face, okay?
0: Is that what people do in Japan?
1: No, that's what people do nowadays. They just tattoo their face.
0: Oh wow, I'm not like a I'm not <laughs> a, like a a mumble wrapper, so I'm not going to do anything like
1: that. And no STDs, okay? You put you know strap on the uh, I'm
0: going to wear a chastity body suit. A chastity oh, suit. Oh, kinky. There I'm going to cover everything. I'm going to cover everything up.
1: <laughs> Latex, nice. Uh yeah, so everyone's going to have, I mean, so I was going to ask you what your uh Christmas plans were going to be and I guess it's going to be going to a uh maybe like so a tempanyaki place or maybe even like some in, soba on noodle Christmas day or Christmas day, I'm going to
0: be at uh, Tokyo Sea. Uh, not Tokyo Sea. Disney Sea in Tokyo.
1: Disney Sea? What is Disney
0: Sea? So it's a, it's a Disney theme park, but all the attractions and rides are like water themed. So it's oh, next to water okay. and stuff. Uh, it's something like that's not out here in the United States. So I wanted to go to a theme park that nice. they, we don't have out here. You know, they have Tokyo Disneyland. They have Universal Studios out there. It's like we have Universal Studios and Disneyland over here. Yeah. We don't have a Disney Sea. So want to go to Disney DC,
1: Dude, that's going to be sick. Take some video, man. That'd be sick.
0: I will. I, you know You know what? Thank you for saying that because knowing me, I will completely forget to do that. <laughs> we got to show some clips, I only, man. I don't give a shit about other people except my own experience. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no STDs, please. Uh, so I'm going to be hanging out with my family over here. We're going to stay local. And uh, we're going to take our parents out to different restaurants because... I don't think any of us will feel like cooking after Thanksgiving. So, um,
0: yeah, take, take, take a break.
1: Take yeah, a break. man. We're going to go have some nice food with each of our parents and no kids. So we're probably going to get drunk this weekend. I'm probably going to get lucky. My, my kids. <laughs> Again. Are, oh yeah. Two weekends in Two a weekends row. Weekends in a man. row. Maybe do some drugs. Living the,
0: you're, um, you're living the best married life I've ever heard.
1: There you go. <laughs> and, uh, my parents will be watching my kids while, uh, my wife and i uh, get nasty we have our own, our place to ourselves I and mean, if you can see the beautiful <laughs> christmas decorations
0: yeah look if you guys are not seeing this but sean's got like a, an amazing christmas background on on this on our uh, feed yeah. over we got going on over here
1: and uh oh thank you uh carlo for letting me know that our uh freaking 100th episode uh t-shirt ended up getting flagged for uh for unknown reasons but we uh posted it back up and i'll post a link in the uh description for yes. that
0: shirt if you guys thank you go for ahead and everybody partake. supporting and yeah. getting this swag we appreciate all of you
1: yeah and uh again you know this is not this is not the uh last one before the new year correct or what
0: next week would be the last one okay. for the new year and I think you're you're flying solo because I'll be in Japan
1: yeah and we'll do another giveaway hopefully we'll have something new for you guys for 2023 so again thank you guys for the support for the podcast uh, we're also testing out a little video thing not sure if this is going to be live or published at all but uh, big things coming for 2021 hopefully uh, you guys are still listening and hopefully you'll watch
0: yeah, please do, guys. Thank you.
1: So, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and like the podcast. And don't forget to follow us on our social media. Mine is Sean underscore Pierre underscore. And yours, Carlo?
0: Uh, HopQ1 on Instagram.
1: Don't forget to check out Megala Jiu-Jitsu in San Francisco. Omni Movement in Hercules. And FTCC in Las Vegas.
0: I'm over at Hopkido Yose USA here in San Francisco. We're with our the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu team. Our Golden Pizza Muay Thai team. Also, shout out to our friends and fam over at Pacific Ring Sports in Oakland. Hey. And shout out to Sama Martial Arts in Panol.
1: Thank you all again for the birthday shouts. Felt so much love. Make sure you guys yes. stay safe. You felt loved up. <laughs> I know it's a Christmas weekend, guys, so be safe. Uh, take those Ubers. Uh, don't drink too much. Uh, probably bring the key bumps. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, we love you guys. Take care, guys. Peace. Peace.